Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to Sports Day. Tuesday night, Sats and Jace here. Uh, of course, the Winter Olympics happening right now, Sats. Plenty going on with that. And the lady who works the backside off on Channel She's 7. She's one of the champions. She is a champion. Not and, only a great presenter and, and host on TV, but yep. tremendous swimmer as well. Yes, yeah, she was. Mm. Well, probably still is. I, I don't want to say was uh, because she's on the phone right now. Um, Joanna Griggs, Joe Griggs, welcome <laughs> uh, to Sports Day. Doing a great job on seven with the Winter Olympics. I mean, this is your eighth Olympics. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not the first time around the block for you, is it? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. But I tell you what, they're always different and they throw up different challenges. I mean, who would have thought we'd have two Olympics in the space, you know, and a Paralympics in the space of six months? Um, I know. It's kind of crazy with the amount of work and prep that's gone into it. But I think it just adds so much interest to the stories of the athletes. And, you know, even you look at the summer games, we're there talking about, you know, swimmers and athletes that hadn't seen their families for three months and how amazing it was. Most of this Winter Olympics team have been lucky if they've seen their family in nine months. Yeah, true. Uh, and all the different things that they've been dealing with, it's just extraordinary. Now, Joe, we tried to talk to you last night, but there were gremlins in the system. <laughs> We've got you tonight. Now, there's, I need to ask your advice on something, but I might save that to the end of the interview, all right? Because I don't want to hit you up with that straight okay, away. Right. We haven't even formed a relationship yet, so I can't do that. But I, you started... Yeah, my, my mind, we already go way back, Joe. There you go. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Last night, and in the office again today, Sats is walking around going, oh, yeah. Joe, I used to do uh, Sports World with her uh, yeah. on Channel 7. Apparently, you had the most popular segment, <laughs> NRL segment. <laughs> Joe, is this a load of rubbish? Can you deny that Sats had the most popular segment with you on Sports World? Come on, Joe. Do you know who we Scott go Sattler back. is? Come on. I cannot deny anything that is not true. He was incredible. He was always well prepared. He was great fun. I could throw absolutely anything at him. His knowledge was extraordinary. Things have changed. Uh, so, yes, he gets, he gets three, three votes for, you know, BOG, best on ground every single weekend on Sports World. Right, okay, yeah, right, okay. Well, things have changed since then, so <laughs> we'll move on. Were you going to run that winter joke past Joe No, as well? I'm not going to. No, hey, no, Joe, okay. the Summer Olympics, the, the Blue Ribbon event's the 100-metre sprint for the men's and women's. What's regarded the Blue Ribbon event at the Winter Olympics? Well, I mean, for pure, um, you know, purists, they would always still say the men's downhill that was held yesterday, it was the later day. So only because of the history of that event, there's never been a man that has won it twice. And there was one man who could have done that, um, Matthias Meyer of uh, Austria, and he didn't, he got the bronze. So that record stays. And I think, you know, when you think of Tomba and you think of some of the names in years gone past, that's always been, been the big ones. But to be honest, these days, I think it's actually probably the half pipe. Mm. I mean, 
Um, qualifications start tomorrow for the men's and women's. And you, you look even, we've got Emily Arthur in the women's, but you look at the men's and you go, okay, you've got Sean White in his fifth Olympics, he's announced his retirement, going for his fourth straight gold. You've got Scotty James from Australia, who is genuinely a superstar on a global scale, who just won the X Games on the way in. You've got Harama, who you know, was skating six months ago in the Tokyo Olympics, and he's back, and they are just all in awe of him. So you, the depth of the field, we've got you know, Valentina Gaselli, who's 16, from Australia who holds the, the world record for the, the biggest air, which you know from the ground up is you know over 14 metres. And they're doing several jumps in that half pipe on the way down. So I think because it just, it, they're such rock gods you know, of the Winter Olympics. If you ask all the Winter Olympians, that's who they'd want to be or be like or meet in the, if they had an opportunity to. And, and even on the women's side, you've got Chloe Kim, who, you know, she won two medals at the last Olympics, um, Absolutely blitzed as you know, I think she was seventeen years of age. And, and then she just she stopped. She stopped the sport. She found the fame just too hard to deal with. She uh, went back to, to uni. She decided to just have a totally normal life for a couple of years while she adjusted with it. And she's back and she's expected to absolutely dominate as well. So there's just great stories in it. It's you know, it's exciting. It's got that edge of danger which people seem to love in the Winter Olympics. I mean, apart from curling, it's just about kill yourself in any event, which we obviously don't want to happen, but mm. there are great stacks and there are great moments where you are just in awe of what they're able to do. Yeah, exciting. Can't wait for for the for the half pipe. Now, curling, gaining cult-like following. It's one of those things where you don't want to watch, but you can't look away. Did you ever mm. think it was going to get <laughs> such, a, such a following? No, it's funny. I've watched lots of curling and in Olympic Games gone past, and it's always fascinated me a little bit. But it's so much different when you actually had a team to gun for. And you know, our, our team of Tali Gill and Dean Hewitt were desperately unlucky because they had so many clashes that they lost by one point. And just if a little bit of luck had been on their side, they could have won. And they could have had the fairy tale that Italy is currently having, who have gone through completely undefeated and are ranked only one position above Australia. So. It, it, you know, I think they'll be great in four years, but because I watched so much of it, I actually went to a come and try me curling night last night down here, and <laughs> I, I loved it. It was packed. There were like 50 people at the ice rink, all, all because we'd all watched it, and it was hilarious. The, the guys teaching us are going, aim here. It's like, mate, we're not trying to aim. We're actually trying not to fall did over. Did you do it sober? Just get the rock up. Were you sober when you did it, Joe? I, I did do it sober. Okay. Stone cold yeah. sober. And okay. And maybe possibly being drunk would have helped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much like cleaning for me. I don't think I could do it, Joe. Hey, what's going on with the snow? Yeah, in like ba- it's physical. Oh, I'm, I, couldn't, I, can't, I couldn't scrub a floor that quickly. Um, but what's going on with the snow <laughs> in, in Beijing? Is it real? Is it fake? Are, are, they, having, are they getting enough snow? No, it's all man-made. Yeah, right. It's all man-made, and that's. I think it probably won't affect things like your half-pipe. And um, actually, it did affect the big air yesterday. We saw so many uh, you know, skiers in the uh, free-skiing big air who lost, who literally, as they were landing, were losing skis left, right and centre. You're definitely noticing it, um, certainly in the downhill and the women's slalom and you know, even today in the men's um, giant slalom. You, there are some people who are really struggling with it. And all it takes is just... You know, a little little bump, a little bit of ice where it's just a bit harder. It's got a different consistency. I've spoken to all the, the experts and they say, look, it just feels different. And so there, there are definitely athletes who are struggling, which is weird because they've, they've been known to actually be able to prepare for that. It's not a secret that Beijing was going to have to make man-made snow. But I think the um, imagining what it's going to be like and obviously competing on it are two very different things. Mm. 
Uh, Australia's performance, I was listening to your colleague Mark Beretta, um, uh, the, the hope for Australia with only, what, 40-odd competitors in Beijing from a, uh, a country that is just bathed in sunshine was four medals. Two already. You reckon we're still on target to, to hit that four, Joe? And who are our best chances from here on in? Uh, Oh, look, we, we definitely are. I mean, I think I think the really surprising thing with this team is even though there's only 43 competitors, we've had a couple that have pulled out with you know COVID and uh, pulling out of some events, but they're still at this stage got 43 in the team. Um, there's a lot of depth, and there's a lot of depth across lots of, of, of different sports and disciplines. So obviously the half pipe, we're a massive chance to possibly win that. We've got um, in the parallel... Uh, snowboard slalom we've got Bill Brockoff and Jared Hughes so they're both world champions currently in that event and then Jared's actually a silver medalist just in the parallel slalom um, we've got Jackie Narricott who's in skeleton she's had her first two runs last night she's sitting I think in about 17th place um, she just won one of the World Cup events coming in so she can easily pull something out Bree Walker in the monobob so it's one of the new events in the last two years she has won several World Cup events and podiumed you know, another handful of times. So you'd have to put her, I think she's currently ranked number three. And then and then we start talking about the women's aerials, which in games gone past, we would be talking about aerials, 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 mention one other person and then go back to aerials. But in actual fact, we've got both Danielle Scott and Laura Peel, who are massive chances of medals. They both won World Cup events. Uh, Danielle uh, won hers earlier in the season. Laura, just a few weeks before mm. heading to Beijing, actually jumped and got the highest score, not only of that event, that won her, obviously, at that World Cup event, but she would have made the podium in the men's aerials at the same event. So, you know, they are they are absolutely all a big chance. Yeah, wow. Okay. You can catch all the action tonight on Channel 7 and 7 Plus. I'm about to ask your advice on something in just a moment, Joe, before we let you go. Yeah, your research is amazing. I love sitting here listening to how passionate you are. Now, this is just off the Winter Olympics. Was it 92 or 93, Joe? Can you please remind me? Australian swimming titles, 50-metre backstroke. You swam the quickest time in the world. Was it 92 or 93? 91. 91, was it? <laughs> so you were close. 91. 91. So next year 91. is 30 years in March that I've, been, I've made the transition from the pool to TV. And what time wow. did you swim in 91? Oh, God. I can't even really remember. How bad is that? Well, the world record uh, now is it's just under 27 seconds. Yeah, you would have done that. Yeah, easy. I think it was, I think mine would have been like, no, I think it was like the 29 point something, but I can't, I actually genuinely cannot remember. It's it's a long time ago. <laughs> no, it's not, Joe. It's only and long. And these days, to answer, to answer your, your intro, these days, I'd drown in a bloody bathtub. <laughs> Now, listen, when you're not fronting all these Olympic campaigns on Channel 7, you're uh, making curtains, pelmets, uh, doing up old chest of drawers on <laughs> yep. better homes and gardens, which... Restaining outdoor furniture. Outdoor furniture, yep. bringing it back to life from, from a ruin. <laughs> um, and I've got to watch this. You, you realise you're the reason I have to go to Bunnings on a bloody Saturday to do stuff around the house. <laughs> I'm going to build an outdoor kitchen, Joe. I need your advice. Should I get a pizza oven or a wood fire or a, or a, or a wood heater? Go ahead, please. I can't have both. No, They're too expensive. Okay. I would, 
I would definitely say at the moment the the pizza ovens that you can buy that do everything that are much easier than going through a, a wood fired pizza oven. You're going to have to light four hours earlier. Yep. Make sure that you've got your thermometer to check it's hot enough. Right. It just requires so much more work, which is great in the winter's day. But if you want a quick pizza on you know, an afternoon, I would thoroughly recommend that you go for the easier option, and they're probably a lot more affordable. So it's electric, electric pizza ovens. Is that what you're suggesting? You could do electric. Yeah, I'd go electric or gas. Oh, but gas. Literally, they would be the options. Right, yeah, yeah. There you have in it. all honesty, I've got a girlfriend who's, who's just built a big timber pizza oven and it cost them a fortune and it's beautiful. And as I say, in winter, it's great. We can sit around it for hours and light the fire and make sure you get the temperature up. But if you want a quick pizza, you've got to prepare six hours earlier. So it's like, mm. it depends what you want. If you're after the experience, do the wood fire. If you're after mm. something convenient, there's some better options out there. She's good at everything, isn't she, she Joe? Bloody unbelievable, unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Mm. Now, if I want to make <laughs> some new cushion covers. No, no. We'll leave it for now. Uh, catch all the action of the Winter Olympics tonight on Channel 7 and 7 Plus. We love seeing you on the screens, Joe Griggs. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure and, and lovely to chat again, Scotty.